using frequencies to add dimensions. Who knows how long we'll be here for, so let's enjoy it while we can. Life's an opportunity, don't let it slip away. Over the past few episodes, we've been on a tour of three countries, passing through Vancouver on the way to Texas and Mexico, and this time, we're doing it again, going on a physical journey mirrored by a journey in sound. So why the hell not? Float on to San Diego and then up the interstate to LA, interacting with the full range of beach goths, artistic souls, nightlife rollers, indie homies, future starlets, and the list goes on. Because guess what? This is the California issue. It's an exploration of a place lush with culture, amid the palm trees and promotions, it belies expectations and promises new journeys. What I noticed when preparing this episode, and I thought it worth mentioning, was the bleak, blown out of proportion, bombastic and frenetic textures captured in Californian sonics. We'll put some of that into the show, so stay with us. We also have a little bit of motivation, a little bit of excitement, and some interesting perspectives. And before we're done, you'll get to hear an interview I did with Beat Scene Mainstay Beretta of The Glitch Mob, talking about a brand new video app that you can try. This is the Frequency Horizon. start at Black's Beach, in a relatively secluded stretch of oceanfront, underneath jagged sand-colored cliffs in La Jolla, San Diego, California, one frigid morning, with the swell rolling in, five-footers in offshore conditions, I set out with San Diego surf team captain Jake Fishman to take in an early hour's practice under the purple sky. We're going to the UC San Diego surf team practice right now. It is currently 6.12 a.m. and we are about to open the gate that will take us down to um, our main practice beach called Black's Beach. What's so cool about Black's Beach, Jake? Um, it's a really good wave and it can hold some of the biggest surf in the San Diego County. Um, and it's a nudist beach, which is always interesting for a college town. Um, you don't necessarily get all the college kids, but it's definitely cool. And it's all along the cliffs, so it's really hard to access. You'll, you have to hike it or um, take this car down if you have the special key. What am I gonna see when I look out and watch the, you guys doing drills or whatever? Well, first we have to assess the conditions, and if the conditions are too big to practice, then we actually might run a free surf, which is that we all just surf together and practice just with each other. Um, so first we gotta get down there, look at, look at the waves, and we'll make a decision based off of um, the conditions that we see. But if the conditions were favorable, we would run practice heats as if we were judging a real heat. So everyone wears a jersey and surfs for 15 minutes, we grade. Um, 
on the person's best two waves, a maneuverability, size of the wave, and critical turns. And yeah, top three advance. You can't get in front of someone, and that's how we do it when we give tips. Dawn is breaking. Surfers from the UCSD surf team are struggling in the cold to get their wetsuits on. But the conditions look pretty good. And they should learn a thing or two. Let's go check it out. What do you think you'll work on in practice today? Oh man. <laughs> a little bit of everything. It's always good to surf before class. So we'll run a couple heats just so that everyone gets to surf in a heat. And then we come in and we talk about it and then we just free surf the rest of the time. That's pretty much how they all go. What are you gonna try to accomplish in your free surf right now? Yeah, I just go for barrels. Like that's all. I, I'm just like going, taking these big ones that come out of the canyon over here, and it'll just be a dark teepee, and you just get barreled. Take off on the right and go left, or take off on the left and go right, and that's all. Just stand up. Just in there, <laughs> it's right? so fun. Cool. The great performance but I suggest that you don't listen to the whispers in your ear. Leash? No. I lost my board like every wave almost. It was fun. Super good. Um, How would you describe what the waves were like out there? <laughs> well, we had some glassy conditions, minimal wind. Uh, we always say San Diego is the land the wind forgot. So that's what we call it. Um, Back home, we got a lot more wind. I'm sure up in Canada, you guys get a lot too. It's just way more exposed. Down here, we got these glassy conditions. It was pretty walled, um, but there are definitely a couple corners to pick off. That's what you want. That's uh, left you got there. I was pretty stoked I got that one. It was, it was smaller, but it was fun, good shape. So I was stoked. I've had worse surfs, but uh, what was it as cold as I thought? That was cool. The session there, Captain. Terrible. Awful. But still fun. Closed up. Still fun to see all the boys. Not as good as Canada. Not as good as Tokyo, eh? Not as good as Tofino, eh? The music we're listening to in the background comes from San Diego group Privet. That was Big Make Believe and Don't Chew With Your Mouth Full. Thanks to Tyler Cuddy, the surf photographer, who I met in the amazing UCSD library later that day for the musical recommendation. After San Diego, I figured I'd mosey on up to Los Angeles. And one thing I thought was important to mention about the place before I say anything else is that they have one of the best alternative weeklies or city magazines in the whole world that I know of. Its influence extends far past the edge of all of Western civilization, giving you keys to the city, revealing chinks in the armor of the sprawling beast that is LA. After all, it can easily eat you alive. And you'll hear some of that theme 
and a bunch of tracks we'll play today, some of which came from LA Weekly recommendations. So let's start off with Harriet. Tipped off to be one of the big up-and-comers this year, Harriet takes its name from the grandma of member Alex Kasnoff. I think you'll like what you hear. This song's called Bring Me When You Go. And I've picked the So Far Los Angeles Concert Series live performance of the track for your pleasure. Take note of the lyrics. The sun came down right next to me. And when you dream about sleeping with me, I'm pretty sure the sun should be hotter.
is Harriet. Bring me when you go. Next up, we're going to move into something a bit more dreamy experimental. This group is called the Dang Olsen Dream Tape. The music is just as lush and interesting as the name suggests. In fact, this California group, according to their promo material, quote, chills your situation out to the max on the brand new Mellow Mist. Ten dank and bodacious dream states for relaxation and fine-tuning mind-body frequencies. So we're going to play Licorice Drink. the Dang Olsen Dream Tape with Licorice Drink. Hope you liked it. That's off the Middle American Vaporwave record label Beer on the Rug. Now let's amp the frequencies up a little bit higher, turning more towards the dance floor beats, and start getting into the darker stuff, if you can call it that. You can't do a California show without touching on Dirty Bird Records so far as I'm concerned. So that's what we're gonna do here. We're gonna play Sage Armstrong and this artist moved from Florida to LA just recently. So this song is about a new adventure in what they like to call a sun-baked soft focus haze. Spun to music of course. It's a track that recalls his journey into LA life. First days, their spawn, quest to the west. Hollywood chillin', Malibu I'm surfing. Catch me in Topanga. Sunday hot day, catch me skating through the valley. Breeze blowing through my hair. Guess that's how it go. Shawty in the lobby.
delve into different angles on the stories of the day. When I was down there, that meant talking about the passing of Ziggy Stardust, aka David Bowie, and LA Weekly used it as an opportunity to discuss his days in that giant city. How they were dark days, and how they ultimately produced some important creative material. Tonight, instead of commemorating that artist's death, let's think about Jay Dilla. Now Jay Dilla, famous, famous rap producer of some of the best 90s hip hop, died in his home in LA on February 9th, 2006. So here we are in February, and I thought we'd do a little throwback to Jay Dilla, but not in the way you might think. We're gonna play a Canadian artist, The Count, with a K and a song called Dilla Stroll, Let Me Love You. Enjoy. Thank you. 
bus stroll. Let me love you. On the bus up to LA, I met the typical and not so typical tourists set on visiting Hollywood. But I decided to take a pass, instead descending into the downtown core. First meeting a homeless man who said, My name is Killa, because I kill. And he wasn't talking about no rap game. From there, past the pink American apparel factory, I hopped a bus through the tent city, all the way to Santa Monica and Venice Beach. But let's hear the people I met along the way tell about the atmosphere in their own words. Hi, my name is Damon Moore, and you're listening to The Frequency Horizon. What do you love about LA? Uh, I love the weather, uh, I love the openness, I, um, uh, let's see, it shows home, um, you know, I love everything about it. We're in Santa Monica, and it is God's very own beach. Uh, it's great. Um, I grew up here actually in Santa Monica. Uh, it's changed a little bit, but there's still a bit of the beach culture, which is a very, very cool culture. Uh, very giving, very sharing, very communal, and a little mischievous. <laughs> Tell me where you got that hat from. I like it. What kind of hat is that? What do you Thank call it? Thank you. Uh, well, we used to call it an apple hat back in the day. I don't know what they call it now. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, I, I brought it from a friend. Nice. Yeah. Nice, nice. He's very stylish, as you can see. How did you come to arrive here on Santa Monica? Well, it all started back in New Mexico. Uh, I had a shitty relationship, so I said, you know what, I'm going to explore life. And I went to California, started in San Diego. I went all the way up to Redding. I went, I've been this summer, just this summer, I've been to Portland and all the way to Colorado just by hitching, you know. Um, it was pretty fun. Uh, yeah, we're here now to make some hash and oil and start selling them to like uh, dispensaries. Compassionate concentrates. LLC. Well, it's almost legal in Canada. Yeah, really? Yeah. Cool. They're gonna leave. That's the new prime minister said they're gonna legalize weed, right? So. <laughs> Dude, awesome. the new Canadian Prime Minister is the shit. That guy's pretty cool. Like, I was, I was reading about him and everything. He's, he's got some pretty awesome. I think he wasn't he like an actor back in the day or something? Uh, his dad was the Prime Minister. Yeah, okay. that might be it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, what are, you, uh, what are you looking forward to most about living here in uh, LA or hanging out? Um, making hash. Cool. My name is Sandro Aguilera and you're listening to Frequency Horizon. This isn't the life I chose, but this is the life I came to know. And I'm gonna live with my decisions until the day the curtains close. Cause I paid the toll. Every night I pray for God to save my soul. Mistakes I know I made a lot of those and failure hurts the most. But it's the world that made me so cold and miserable. The homeless individual without a place to go. Fuck it, I'm gonna take flight and take my own. Cause solo Nino's all I've known. Solo cups and bowls of drove. Smoking up in the studio. And record a couple of flows. Grab the cord and wrap it around your dome. I've been around for far too long to buffer that shit that they've been on. Life's a bitch, just get along. The choice is yours, is right or wrong Sometimes it seems like life is long But before you know it, you're dead and gone So rise above and go beyond it But the foundation, the legend can be on Don't fuck with the crew or you will be gone Hit and run with the fucking neon You either die or continue to live on So remember, destiny is what you decide on Sandro 
move this way. Like as you're recording, just move this way. What's the photo shoot tonight for, guys? Uh, it's just for Westside Taylor. My name is Taylor Fang. So you've been doing a lot of shots? Yeah. Just all around or what? Yeah, in Venice Beach, Santa Monica, downtown Los Angeles, um, Pershing Square. I've been doing a lot of those. It's a company, it's, it's for models, it's upcoming models, amateurs, and that's what I'm a part of right now. LA is the most unprecedented city in, in the world. You got fashion, you got um, people, celebrities, you got Hollywood. It's a beautiful city, palm trees, it's where you want to go. Beautiful Venice Beach, baby. Plenty of girls around. Four days here and then a month in uh, Montana. Just got back from Puerto Escondido, Oaxaca. And, uh, Mexico. When were you there? I spent the last four months. Had a month back in Australia and then four months in uh, Mexico. Was what was cool. that Just, like being in Puerto? Oh, it was great, mate. Big, big heavy waves and uh, Selena Cruz six hours away. Best right hand point. What was the kind of vibe that you felt when you were down there? The vibe. Yeah. Oh, it was great vibe. The locals are nice. As long as you got a bit of Spanish, you get away sweet. Is that time? But they call you Ducci. Gucci, Ducci. You like handbag? Oh yeah, what's that? Cause I was like, hey, I was designing Gucci panties and bras, and so Gucci perfume on them. How was business? Oh, it was good. It was really good. Got me more trouble selling panties than anything. That must be a trip being in that oh, line of work, eh? Yeah. So as I uh, tell everybody in the can I say hello? Y'all be cool. So it's all good. The, the preachers, 
from uh, they're from uh, Australia. They're 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 really good. Um, they, have, they have a nice like 60s, late 60s, early 70s feel to them. But they're they're from the 2000s. You know, like, they they have a nice groove. I mean, I I, I really like them. I really like them. Cool. I'll check them out. So, yeah. In the background there, we had Merciless Jive, the Golden Cut, and now. For Gabriel Ali, we're gonna play The Preachers, Somebody's Talking. The music video for the song features some quality surf action in amazing waves. So check it out if you have a second. Somebody's talking. Not from LA, but can't argue with that vibe. I don't know if you could call the Glitch Mob's role in the Glitch Hop and LA beat scene as anything other than seminal. I was just going over this a bit with some 
local friends here who have had a chance to witness the glitch mob in action, whether it's in Victoria or Whistler, or in fact, it likely even a show that Beretta would either bring up in the interview that you'll hear tonight. Listen for it, because Beretta has moved on to a new project as well, in the midst of continuing on with glitch mob action. In fact, pushing to unlock a new type of creativity among the masses with an application that's kaleidoscopic, crazy psychedelic, but so relevant for the dance floor called Hyperspective. You can find it on the App Store for the iPhone. And you can make some of your own videos. But uh, we had a chance to chat with Beretta on the long distance connection. Now, for the LA edition, I hope you enjoy this LA artist as he describes a bit about the creative process and intense frequencies. Drew calling from Tough City Radio in Vancouver Island. How are you doing today? Hey, that's better. I can hear you now. Oh, okay, great. We don't always have the best connections here on the west coast of Vancouver Island, but what are you going to do, right? No worries. You know, it's a trade-off to be in one of the most beautiful places in the world. I've spent a lot of time in D.C., and I've, uh, I've been to Victoria and around the general area, um, and I, kn- I know I have some friends that has spent a lot of time there, so it's, it's actually on the very top of my list. I love DC. Yeah, Victoria is on. Yes, yeah, so Victoria is on Vancouver Island, but you'd have to drive for four hours to get to Tofino, uh, the place where you can kind of do a lot of surfing and whatnot here. Oh wow! I highly recommend it. I I would love to come visit someday. You should do. Uh, you, you guys should do like some type of random underground show. Like I think people out here would love it. Like just if you ever get out here, you know. Right. Yeah, that's you know we we played we actually played in Victoria twice I think and I was really surprised at, at how how big the turnout was. Um, uh, they we played in um, in Whistler actually and it was amazing. It's a lot of the same energy I find because you know the folks that are going to go snowboarding and in the winter are often the ones that. You know, choose to come surfing in the summer in Tofino, but then they just end up sticking around for the winter storm season, which we're in the middle of right now, kind of thing. And the other thing that's kind of crazy about it is that, you know, unlike other places in Canada, you know, I'm thinking, you know, Alberta and like those kind of center of Canada sorts of places where you don't get a lot of this kind of West Coast music, you come out to a place like Tofino and you hear a lot of the, the trip hop or the, the glitch hop or even, you know, the beat beat driven music and I'm just wondering from your right. you know, I'm just curious from your standpoint why you think that's such a big thing on the West Coast those those genres. You know, I, I kind of see music as um, for me and my experience with it is it's a fabric of culture in a way that links people together and this sort of music that we're involved in with um, with with Glitch Mob has come out of the West Coast specifically, and, and each each genre of music and each style of music has a birthplace. And there's so many different ingredients that go into making something. And when we very first started, we were we were um, playing underground shows in Santa Cruz, and we would we would drive up to Portland and play, and and up to um, Vancouver. And I think that 
the West Coast is really the birthplace of a sound. We were playing a lot of shows at Burning Man and with Bass Nectar, and that the the nexus of that whole thing came from you know you have the influence of break beats that were happening on the West Coast, and then heavy heavy bass music culture and dubstep, but also the fact that there are outdoor parties. I think lends itself to a more like enchanting sound. I mean, that's just my that's just my theory because I feel like when you have um, uh, music that is more club-driven and more inside, it just has a different flavor to it. So from your standpoint, you know, being involved in, in the L.A. beat scene and whatnot, but taking a different particular tack on it, what was it about the aesthetic of the glitch that you really latched onto? What do you like about it? Um, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't anything that we really calculated. I think that um, it... It's just, it's just kind of what came out when we when we started uh, making music. It was a, where we come from, you know, in, in Glitch Mob. None of us are um, trained from music school. We, we don't have traditional music backgrounds. We are really children of music technology. Now, now we all have a very deep understanding of music intuitively, and we know how to play guitar a little bit and play bass. But um, what we do wouldn't be really be possible without music technology. So, I mean, I actually learned how to make music on a computer before I had ever even touched a piano or a drumstick or anything. So, um, for me, that the, the digital glitchy side of things um, came, came naturally. And also coming from the West Coast, I grew up on a steady diet of break beat driven music, meaning anything from hip hop to drum and bass to break beats and also punk rock and metal, um, industrial music, Nine Inch Nails, trip-hop. That was really what um, what was in the water I was drinking as, as, as a kid growing up. And I think that naturally what came out um, was, was just a, a combination of all of those things. I was going to ask, considering that my show is called, you know, The Frequency Horizon, it's a weekly show here on Tough City Radio, uh, you know, I always ask people, you know, what is it that you love about you know, messing around with frequencies, or what is it that captivates you about that kind of, you know, bringing forth various musical transformations, whether it's through digital, you know, edits, or whether it's through, you know, um, the way something's presented live? Um, you know, I, I feel that on a higher level, music is about energy, and I mean in energy in a specific sense, as you're talking about with, with frequencies, and like when we're up playing on stage, Yes, we're playing music and there are notes and there are speakers, but when you really zoom out, um, you have a bunch of people that are linked together in this room through this invisible frequency interchange that we don't really understand perfectly well. I mean, I've read books about um, the way that music interacts with the brain and there's definitely, there's definitely research that's being done into, and to all the different things that music does for people. Um, this is your brain on music is one of my favorite books. And even when reading about the science and understanding that I, I feel like science is just coming around to understand something that people have known intuitively since the beginning of time, which is that there's something about music that links people together. Um, and one of my favorite quotes from Dr. Oliver Sacks is he called music primal social cement. Like it, it's really what glues people together who maybe don't speak the same language, maybe you aren't from the same place, but you, we can all listen to a song and be connected together in, in a new way. So 
So at what point was it important to start layering, you know, visuals on top of that or focusing on the, you know, the, I guess, visual dimension? The trajectory that it's, that it's for Glitch Mob started when we, we made a live show, when we decided that we wanted to stop DJing and, and play music really live and get up there and perform. Um, and that's when we started diving into the visual side of things. And for a while there, we were working at programming our own light show. And the visuals are really a another way into the music, or it's just another creative vector in the way that I I see creativity. I mean, for me, music is always, you know, being a musical person, music is always, I say, at the top of my personal creative pyramid. Um, but I respect the, the the visuals in the sense of that they can give people another way into the music, or it's just a way to add a dimension to everything. So it's interesting that now, you know, we are all sort of obsessed with technology and iPhone and apps and whatnot. And I'm just kind of curious about the progression to creating this brand new hyperspective app, and uh, you know how that falls into your you know pyramid that you're just discussing there. Yeah, absolutely. So the way that the app came about, um, so Glitch Mob is is um, my main my main focus, and we go in cycles. So we've we've been touring for the past couple years, and I met a programmer um, while we were on tour, and just through, actually I met him through the internet, but we started talking while we were on tour, and um, and he's actually from Halifax, and we we hit it off right away and had a good creative um, creative bond and decided to create something. And I've always like technology, I mean, I had another app project before, and I've always messed around with Photoshop, but I consider myself to be a fiddler. You know, I'm not, I don't, I couldn't professionally edit photos. I couldn't, I understand the concepts behind everything and the technology. I, I get it. And I understand video concepts, but, you know, that's not really what I do professionally. So for me, apps, iPhone apps, iPad apps are, are a way to lower the barrier to entry to having fun creating visuals and you get to be part of the creative process and I think you've seen that very I mean you know something like Instagram for an example has has taken over our um, social media landscape and I think it's it's gotten pretty deep into the collective unconscious and the way that we see things and also you you see people who maybe didn't go to photography school and and end up back into a professional or end up heading into a professional photography world because of something like Instagram. Now, I don't think that putting an Instagram filter on something is a replacement for a camera or for really being out there. I think that it's just another creative tool, and because it's so easy, it allows everyone to do it, and everyone has a phone. And now, you know, say 10 years ago, you'd have to go buy a $800 camera, and then you'd have to import the picture into your computer and do all these things, whereas now all these tools are squashed together in a new way that allows a new a new type of creativity. Um, and that's, that's so what I wanted to do with Hyperspective. It's, it's that for video. And it does photos as well, but it's mainly focused on video. And the video thing is just happening right now because video is really processor intensive. So it's actually just the past couple models of iPhones over the past couple years could really do live video processing. So the app um, does real-time video effects processing kind of like a, a kaleidoscope would and, and we really just wanted to lower the barrier of entry to people for people like me really so you can you can have fun in creating live visuals without really knowing what's going on behind the scenes like we really want to be able to hand it to 
a kid and, and we have, and it's really fun to give it to a child and see what they do or someone like my mom can use it or anyone can have fun in the creative process. So just very briefly, like, how does it work? Like, what kind of effects can you use and, you know, what, what kind of videos can you create with this? Um, it, well, it, does, it does all kinds of things and, and I think part of the, the um, part of the fun of the app is we're seeing what it really does, but um, the, the app speaks for itself, so I, Go, you can go check out the video on the App Store. But what it does is you, can, you open it up and right away you can just slide through a bunch of different filters. And some of them are very abstract and will make something like a VJ visual or like an iTunes visualizer that you can save. Or some of them you can take a really crazy selfie or just make videos of whatever you're doing. And you, they just look extra crazy, psychedelic. It adds... It adds another layer onto the visuals, and um, and you can use it real time. So you could hook it up to a projector or a VJ software and actually use it during a live show of some sort or an art installation. So where do people go to get this, and, and who can get this uh, app at this point? Um, so right now we're just on on iPhone only, um, on iOS, and that uh, there's no Android right now. And you can go to hyperspective.com. H y p e r s P-E-K-T-I-V.com to grab the app. And what are you looking forward to most uh, in the upcoming year from your, whether it's the production with with uh, Glitch Mob or performances or whether it's uh, with, you know, extending the reach of the app? I'm really looking forward to getting creative back in the music world again. I've been traveling a while, so we're, um, whether it's, Making, making apps or making music, it's going to be a, a year of not traveling and making things for us, and I'm really excited about that. Big thank you to Justin Beretta for taking the time to speak at the Frequency Horizon. So we're going to play a track of the week. From High to the Top. I'm psycho survival for rifles Depends if I use my rifle Stifle the style While I'm letting off rounds People hurrying, hurling, hurtling Hitting the ground M-I-C, R-O-P, H-O-N-E Moving mini M-I-K-E, okay, say okay He capable of reducing the level Them devils rebel with horrible 
Double trouble kibbles and bits of my hits Dribble the drips from your lips Clips you slip You in the dark Skip important parts Forget the way the rhyme starts How smart Now one or two or three or four or five or six or seven or eight I'm taking out anyone trying to break up on the microphone Because I'm a fake A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P People the power for taking a coward to trying to sky with the one and only Mike or nine I like to rhyme Anytime, any day when I recite I shine I smoke the kind Finally I'm getting mine in the name you'll find All the marquee there's a big line Rapping around the corner we run California haiku to talk on the sign that was Haiku d'etat. Mike Aaron and Eddie, the Beretta remix. In recent years, LA has played a crucial role in propelling the growth of dubstep and electronic music in general in North America. But first, Way back in the 90s, the Junglist Platoon was helping to popularize drum and bass on this side of the Atlantic. Here's a YouTube rip of a 45 from one of the crew's own. This is Oscar de Grouch with Funky Crew, a solid 1997 Turnstile Records jump up track. little bit of Oscar de Grouch's funky crew. Madison Knapp, aka MRK, is one of those brash female art house indie kids who wants to grab your attention with stark visuals and delightfully jarring music. She's been pushed creatively by two abortions she had in LA. This one here is called River of Blood.
listeners with music that's as entrenched in the LA mentality as can be. Here's a good one. It's called Hiss of the Womb.
hiss of the womb. Thanks to everyone for tuning in for the California and LA edition of the Frequency Horizon. You can always go back and listen to episodes at soundcloud.com slash Frequency Horizon or stay in touch at facebook.com slash Frequency Horizon. Till next time, peace.